Hey, you're listening to Everyday Mulemanship with Ty Evans. Our goal is to help you bring out the best in your mules, and by doing so, we believe that the mule will bring out the best in you. God bless you. Hope you enjoy. Hello, friends. Welcome to Everyday Mulemanship. Today, we're going to uh, play back a Meal Tip Tuesday we did live on Facebook. And on this episode, we're, we're talking about uh, what a finished mule should look like, or rather the myth of the finished mule. And we're talking about what to do when your mule runs off with the herd, when folks are out ahead of you take off running. We answer questions uh, about our everyday mulemanship challenge that we've been sending out this year and talk about a mule that uh, has a hard time leaving the barn. So there's some really good stuff on this Live Meal Tip Tuesday. It's uh, me and my wife, Sky, and we have a lot of fun doing this, so I hope you enjoy. <clears throat> All right. Welcome to Meal Tip Tuesday. It's a great day. We had a lot of fun today. We've, we've been out filming um, some of the challenges and trying to get ahead of things. Things are getting busy for us. Uh, we got, uh, our clinic tour coming up in two weeks, right? Yep. What, uh, why don't you tell them what, what we have left for classes? I know they're filming it fast. Well, I don't know. You don't know? Well, they're on my phone, but my phone's over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I know in our first clinic, Sayurita, Arizona, we only have three spots left in the intro to cow working. Everything else is full. Yep. Um, For the Boyd Ranch Clinic, there's only one private session left yeah. on Wednesday. That's it. That's about full. Sedona's, Sedona's full. full. After that, salmon. What do we got left in salmon? We only had like salmon Idaho. Three, three spots in each class left in yep. salmon. They're getting they're getting filled up. We love you guys. Appreciate your support. Uh, it's been been awesome. Last week's been pretty busy. I finished up. Uh, Three mules been working with for the winter. Put 60 days on these three mules. And boy, it reminds me uh, how much respect I got for people that train for a living. And uh, yeah, I'll turn up the brightness there. There you go. Anyways, I I don't envy them. The work with the mules was awesome. The people was a little more challenging. I, uh, you know, I, it's interesting to me how, how little people care about what you're doing with their animals, you know. I, I told these folks to call me, message me, whatever, text all they want. And uh, I sure didn't hear from very many of them. One, one of them did pretty good, but, you know, we didn't get much feedback on anything we did either. So those of you that train for a living, uh, good, keep, good for you guys. Keep going. I can refer <laughs> people. I, I need you guys so I can refer people to you because it's, it's a challenge. But looks like we got lots of people jumping on. And uh, anyways, we got some, some good stuff going today. Oh, Swayze's interrupting us. <laughs> but um, anyways, uh, our tip this week comes from, I was listening to a podcast called Horses in the Morning. If you guys don't know what that is, you ought to check it out, but it's pretty fun. Uh, we've been on it before, um, do a little little interview with, with them guys. It's pretty fun. But I was listening to Stacy Westfall, and uh, she's a trainer and clinician out of Ohio, and she said something that really got me thinking, and I really liked what she said. Um, she said, basically, you know, when your horse is having a hard time figuring things out, um, don't think of them as making mistakes. 
think of them as asking questions. And I think that's pretty cool. You know, when you guys are, are working with your mules, your horses, your donkeys, it's easy to get a little frustrated. It's easy to feel like they're doing it wrong. But um, one thing that I've come to learn, and, and this is just how I think, you might disagree, but the mules never make mistakes. The mule is never wrong, and it's never the mule's fault. Some people really want to blame stuff on the mule. Some people really want to blame stuff uh, on, you know, just the, the mule's disposition or something like that. I get questions all the time. Well, well, don't you ever, isn't there just a bad mule, you know? Isn't there just a horse that's just bad? No, no, they all got their place in life, and they all have things that uh, that they're good at, and they all have things that, you know, they uh, they need help with, but they're never wrong. And we're the ones that put them into these situations. This is our fault. So, you know, my mule ran off with me, you know, out on the trail. Well, fix it. You know, work, work with it. That's The mule's not vile because of it. You just need to work with it. So, anyways... That's kind of my thought for the week. What do you got on that? Well, I think some people think the mules are like doing it on purpose or they're trying to, I don't know, you know what I mean? Where people say, they're just trying yep. to make me do this or that, and they don't really think that way. Yeah. They just want peace, and they're just always trying to find it. Yeah, the mule's not vile. The mule, you know, and there's scientific evidence now, you know, that, that shows these things. It's pretty cool you know, to, to read into some of this stuff, but, you know, they lack a large frontal lobe. So they're not capable of planning ahead and planning how they're going to get revenge on you. You know, one of the biggest myths we hear, and I've talked about a lot is, you know, oh, that mule is going to wait, whatever, wait 10 years to kick you. And that is just not true. They'll get you back. They'll get you back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That stuff is just such baloney. And, uh, you know, it's just, that's just a lot of old school stuff, old way of thinking, but Looks like we've got a lot of you jumping on here on this live video. Good to see you guys. See the name is popping up. Um, let's get into our uh, our questions of the week, huh? Yeah, these were from last, this last Yeah, week. so, you know, every every week we're going to take live questions. So if you guys have live questions, you can start posting them on here so that by the time we get to that segment, we can check it out. But there's a lot of questions we're not getting to, and I'm sorry. Um, one question that came in... Uh, from I guess she calls herself the Django White Horse on <laughs> on uh, on Facebook, right? She probably doesn't want us to say her real name. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> we'll call her DJ. <laughs> uh, anyways, she said <clears throat> that she wanted me to describe what a finished mule would be, and just kind of explain what the end goal is, what we're looking for. And uh, this is something that's hard to explain. Because Especially if you haven't experienced it yep. or seen it. Well, that was part of her question. She says, for those of us that haven't experienced what it's like to have this, and, you know, the big thing is a relationship, you know. Um, the mule, the horse would want to be with you. And first of all, I should say that there's no such thing as, as finished. And I think that's like a, a real cliche thing to say, you know. People always say, oh, there, you know, there's no such thing as finished. Well, yeah, but... What's our end goal? My end goal is that mule will be with me uh, in in more ways than just doing what I tell them to do, but that they're with me through those moves. Um, I've given you guys, those of you guys have been following along on the weekly challenges, thank you for doing that, but 
I've been, I've been talking a lot about operating on a loose rein, keeping that slack in your rein. I hope you guys have been thinking about that. Uh, it's, it's, that mule is ready for you. They're waiting on you. They're ready when you ask them to stop. When, when you think about it, they, they're doing it. Uh, those of you that have been to the clinics, you know, I, I say all the time that, you know, I'm not saying the mule can read your mind, but I'm not saying they can't. But there's a connection there. There's, there's signals that when we think about something in our minds, there's, there's some kind of signal, and, I, and I'm trying to figure this out, but there's some kind of signal that goes to that animal. Now, whether the animal chooses to listen to it or not, that's the hard thing. And whether the human is being intentional about it, that's super important too. You know, that's hard to say. But when you guys get them with you, it's just, it's just amazing. And once you get a taste of these things, you just can't have enough of it. You can't have a, enough of it. You just want to keep searching for it. And then every meal you work with, you want it to get better. And you're trying to achieve that. You're trying to repeat that again. It's real, it's real challenging. Can I add? Yeah. Um, I've kind of thought more into this thing, you know, that he's talking about too, where it's almost like reading minds, but it's not. <laughs> but I've even related it to people. Like you can tell, you know, if somebody's walking towards you, you can tell, you know, before they even get to you, if they're walking to you by that certain feeling that you get or, you know, I don't know how to explain it really, but you know, like if somebody, you can tell when they're coming to, to probably talk to you or if they're just kind of moving on by or, you know, just little things like that. I've noticed it a lot or just even watching them, the mules outside, how they communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Obviously they don't say anything, but you can see, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to put they, in words. They feel for you. So yeah, DJ, it's, that's a real hard question to, to ask. Um, you know, there, there's obvious things of what a finished meal should be. The whole checklist, the entire checklist, they should be able to do it, you know. And one piece that I've thought about, too, on these finished mules, you know, they ought to be on the same mule, a little child, a little baby kid that can hardly do anything. It, it should be a safe enough mule that they could ride it, but at the same time, I could get on the mule and go do a job. That's really hard to, to get that piece. Um, that's, you know, that's the perfect meal everybody wants, right? Mm-hmm. You know, is, I mean, how many times do people call us and tell us they want this magnificent meal that'll do all this, but, but somebody, babysit them? Somebody just recently asked, you know, told me what they're, told us what they're looking for. Yep. And they called it, you know, the unicorn meal that everyone's <clears throat> looking for. <laughs> yep. I thought that was perfect. Yeah, it's, it's hard to find this, but th- that's, you know, I've, I've learned to enjoy the journey. I'm, I'm chasing the, I'm chasing the the journey here. That's what I'm after. You know, the end goal is always in mind of what I'm trying to achieve. You know, whether I'm on a a colt that's three years old and brand new, or whether I'm on something that's 15 years old, I'm riding them like I ride a, like I would ride that finished bridal mule. That's that's what I'm, I'm looking for. Uh, but I ride, I work them from where they're at. So, <clears throat> you know. If they're troubled, I'll help them through that trouble. If they're, but if they're if they're coming through good, then then we'll we'll ride them like they're bridal because that's the whole point of them anyways is get them in that bridal and, and have them finished out. So anything you want to add to that question? Nope. <clears throat> I think you got it. Okay, 
the next question that came in is pretty good. Um, and this is one that, that can venture, scare the pants off of you. Uh, came in from Joanne Zayer. Am I saying that right, Scott? Zayer? She was in Ohio. Oh, that's right. Uh, anyways, uh, she says, when a group of riders, <coughs> excuse me, when a group of riders takes off running, her mule wants to join in the fun and takes off running and bucking and kicking, wants to pass everybody. She can't control that speed. Uh, what do you do about it? <coughs> well, if you know that your pals, your friends are going to be doing that, you know, what I would recommend is, you know, to have some communication with your friends too. Because, you know, when we go riding together, Sky loves to run. I do. But this is what she does. She's polite about it and she's respectful about it. If if I know she wants to work on running her mule, I will go up ahead or whoever's with me, we will ride way up ahead and Sky can run and catch up to us. It'll be way over there. Hopefully that makes sense. So she's not just going to take off in front of us and our meals are going to want to go. Anyways, that's one thing to do out of respect. So you could... Talk to your friends, and if they're not willing to communicate with you, find some new friends to ride with. There's there's so many good folks to ride with. You don't need to ride with them jerks anyways. Um, but let's say in the situation that you've described to me, you know, what do you do? Well, the best thing in that situation to do is to keep your meal forward. Every time they kick out or want to buck like you said they, they're doing, Joan, you know, you, you want to you hustle them. The more forward they are, the more forward moving they are, the less likely they, they they are to buck. They can't. They have to slow down to buck. You can go to just watch any rodeo clip of a horse run across the arena and then it breaks over into a buck. It had to slow down first before it bucked. So keep that forward motion going. And but here's the deal. This question, along with so many other questions, is what do I do when? What do, do I do if? We get so many questions that are after the fact. The big the big picture thing here is to Get control of your meals beforehand. You know, we talk about in the clinics, get them centered. We talk about this in our tips every week. We talk about this on our everyday uh, mealmanship challenges. Get them centered. So the being centered is where the meal wants to be that's comfortable. So you work on controlling that speed. You work on shifting them up, shifting them down. Um, There's so many folks that don't work on transitions. Uh, we see it in the clinics every week. People that have owned a mule for whatever and uh for a long time and they've they've never even asked them they've never asked them to lope you know you need to be able to control your mule at every speed that they're capable of going so that's really important i think goes on both ends because um for you you need to know what it feels like and how to ride it but your mule needs to know what it feels like too because oh yeah think of it from their end and they've never felt you bouncing like that on them and that's going to be scary yeah and if you're not practicing you probably don't know how to ride a lope so you are probably flopping all over the place too right (laughs) so yeah you you got it goes goes both ways here you got to prepare that animal and prepare yourself beforehand but keeping them centered uh, you know that's the answer to so many of these questions that we get and how do you get them centered then well you go through these things we're teaching you go through this this checklist that we're teaching you. You get control of each end of the body. You get control of each foot, and you do that. And the checklist is like your preventive preventative yep. medicine. <laughs> it is, yeah. Because the whole point of it is to check the meal out, and you can, if you're doing these things every day, you know it's like Ty's giving little little tidbits each week, and <clears throat> you're focusing on them each week, but 
in the end, like Ty will go outside and when he starts, you know, he grabs Foxy, he goes through these little checklist steps and it just takes a couple minutes to get through almost yep. all of them. But he's doing that every day, so he's able to, or every time, he's able to, to see and to observe if something's off. Yep. Because you're familiar with how they move when you do these this or that. And so when they're not feeling 100%, you can see it before you're on. Yep. <laughs> and it's too late. Yeah, that's right. So it just, it just takes some time, folks. Um, and uh, anyways, speaking of our our challenges, our everyday mulemanship challenges. I hope you guys have been getting those emails. Um, make sure you're, if you're not subscribed, go to our, our website, tsmules.com. It's on the homepage. Scroll, scroll down to the bottom, the bottom and click subscribe. We send out these videos. They're free, folks. I'm giving these little tips and tidbits free, and they will be free. For now. For now, yeah. This, <laughs> this year, every challenge I sent, all the way through December 31st is free. Then we're going to start new ones, and those ones will be gone. So keep up with them. Um, the Everyday Mealmanship Challenge, I'm trying to keep it special, okay? It's, it's for the people that are subscribed to our emails. So, you know, it's, I, don't, I didn't want to just post it out on Facebook land because, um, you know, you guys know my philosophies don't, don't, jive with everybody uh, in fact very few do they jive with if you scroll facebook and go through most of the trainers right now uh we don't we we have completely different ways of thinking you know well you know just if you ask a question on facebook you get so yep. many different answers and um, a lot of ours are kind of new or different than well they're not new they've been around a long time well, i mean new to some mule yeah folks. they're new to mule folks but you know it's is I wanted to keep it special, so make sure you're subscribed to the newsletters. If you're having a hard time finding them, we get messages every day. People can't find them. Check your spam box or the junk box, whatever it's called. And I have an idea. What's your idea? My idea is add TS Mules. Does it, which email does it, it come from? It comes from Ty, ty at tsmules.com. Ty, add Ty at tsmules.com to your contacts list so it doesn't filter us out. Yep. We, we get a little little, uh, what do they call it, uh, analytic thing. And it ch tells me how many emails are bounced. And tons of emails are bounced. So make sure that you guys check that out. And, and, uh, but, and then after a little while, we'll post them on our, our group page. If you're not a member of our group, Ty Evans Mealmanship Clinics on Facebook, go to, our, go to that group and ask to join. Answer the questions and you'll be in with some awesome people. Uh, I love the videos that people have been sending in. Yeah. It's really fun to it's watch fun. everyone working on these challenges. Yep. People who are brave enough to post it. <laughs> Be brave. Take videos. I haven't even been brave enough to post yeah. it. But it's been fun because I think it's helped people connect, you know, and even making friends through it, you know. And yeah. it's fun to watch people, watch other people's progress, and it always will inspire yep. others. Yeah, it's been awesome. So. Really cool. Well, should we get into some live questions, Sky? Yes. All right. Let's uh, see what you guys... If you guys got questions, go ahead and start sending them in. Let's see what you got. We'll see what do we got first here? Okay. Steve. <coughs> Steve. Just a minute. We're almost done. Nope. We got kids <laughs> they're, interrupting They're hungry. <laughs> get to the door or I'll be almost okay. done. Okay. He said, my mule has a hard time leaving the barn. What do I need to do? Okay. 
well, if your mule's having a hard time leaving the barn, just make it easiest to go, Steve, wherever it is that you want to go. So if you're wanting to go, you know, say you, you pick these little goals. You need to have an intentional goal. So you're not just riding way off. You need to say, okay, I want to ride to that fence line over there. I want to ride to the mailbox. I want to ride to that corral, whatever it is. But you need to be intentional about where you want to go so that your mule can feel that direction. You make it as easy as you can to go that way. Make it as hard as needed, underline as needed, to stay at the barn. So it, and it, this depends on, you, you got to feel for your mule. This is where you got to be willing to, to adjust to fit the situation. There's some mules you might just need to, to have a little bit of feel and that'll help them go. Some mules that'll throw a fit and flip over backwards on you, buck you off, kick it, kick out, throw. I mean, I've seen all sorts of ridiculous fits that a mule will, will throw when they're scared to leave or don't want to leave the barn. So you might have to up it a little bit. You know, one of the best ways, just is super simple, but just at the barn, just start walking, uh, or uh, I prefer to trot, like a long trot. That's the trot that's really rough. That's Ty's favorite. <laughs> I would long trot around that barn. And you're not punishing them, folks. So please try to get this mulemanship mindset where you're not in this punishment mode. There's so many of us that are operating off of pain, operating off of punishment. It's, it's all over. Okay, So don't, it's not punishing to, to do this. Just long trot them around. Now, as soon as they start to kind of let down a little bit, Start to look at your, at your goal and start to try to fade off a little bit. And the key is, is to relax the closer you get to your goal. We have a DVD that shows we got a fixing. exactly this. Yep. It's called Fixing Herdbound, and it's done in an arena, but it applies. I, I mean, think I outside think you, the box. Yeah, I think you talk about I did how talk you about this. apply it yep. in different ways. Yeah, if you haven't seen that Fixing Herdbound video, it's, it was my probably one of my favorites to film. It was a good time. But you can use that. You got to think outside the box, though, folks. Okay? You're like, well, you didn't show the barn in the video. It's like, well, you got to think a little bit. But, anyways, that's it's what I do. Same exercise. Same so exact exercise. It's a great one to watch and get the whole idea and watch yep. Ty work through it. Um, and then, if you need help <coughs> understanding how to apply it to yep. the barn, you could do that. Or yep. You can ask us. Let's see what okay. else we got here. Um, you guys are great. Thanks for all the comments you guys are leaving on this video. Yes. Keep commenting. Keep you go. You keep reading. Okay. Well, I got. Okay. One. All right. <laughs> um, well, Andrew Brink said that he just said ordered the DVDs. It helped him a bunch because he was going to send his meal to a trainer, but he was able to get it done himself. Do it yourself. Yeah. It's just like we were talking about that connection with your finished mule. Yep. You can't get that through a trainer, and nope. trainers are great, but um, doing it yourself just. It's the only that. way to go. You yeah. know, I understand. Like, I just worked three meals, like I said, in the beginning of this video this winter. And, you know, uh, put a lot of heart into it, you know. and, and uh, But you just won't get that connection unless you do it yourself. I highly recommend doing it yourself. Even if it takes you longer, who cares? Okay. Everybody's got time. I got another. Stacy Scott. Stacy. We answered one of hers last week, I think. Okay. Um, she said, can you get a Belgian mule as soft as others? She's going on 16 and... And can tell she's had some groundwork and saddle before <clears throat> switching to driving and didn't get her too soft before switching. Yeah. What's her name, Amanda? No, Stacy. Or Stacy. Stacy. Yeah. Um, Stacy, the, the breed of the mule doesn't matter. Um, although there nowadays there, there are breeding programs and bloodlines 
that are just much easier to work with, meaning they just are, are curious and they just come through easy. Um, you're going to have to take it from what the mule can handle. So the mule's 16. She's had all this experience. She's had all this life experience. You can't, it's not fair for you to expect her to be as soft as say you, you started one from a weanling and you, you, or even you raised it. it. That's just not fair. Now you can get it pretty soft and you can get a lot of good things going. I mean, we do it every day, right? Every, I see every weekend. It can definitely be done, but you have to be realistic too. You know, you, you don't want to compare apples and oranges there. It wouldn't be the same. But as far as the breed, a Belgian mule, oh yeah, I've seen some great draft bred Belgian, you know, I, I all these, every breed I've seen it out there and it can be, it can be as good as you are. The mule will rise or fall to your ability. So they'll be as soft as you are. What else we got? I found a note that I forgot. Okay. I was going to... Can you talk about um, this last week's checker or um, challenge with the pre-signal to roll the hinds? Nope, I haven't. Nobody asked any questions. Well, that's what has been the ongoing okay. thing in the group of people posting their videos. Okay. And kind of missing that pre-signal and not yep. giving their mules a, that chance. Yeah, y'all are jerks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean you're a jerk. I mean, you guys are jerky to your mules. Okay. So, um, what, what I see, I see this in the clinics and I see this on the videos you guys have been sending in on our group page. It's not a problem. You just can get a little better at it. But as you're doing all your groundwork and this, this really applies just across the board is it's not how hard you pull or the amount of pressure that you would pick up on a rain that really matters as much as how you get there. So I see a lot of people that, you, you know, you might not be pulling very hard at all, but you snatch up the rain and you give that rain a jerk. And this is, like I said, groundwork in the saddle, even if you're driving, whatever it is, I see it all the time. But be smooth. That little pre-signal that I talked to you guys about in these previous challenges, sending your hand down that rain, that's to get the mule thinking and saying, hey, all right, I'm ready for you. I'm ready to respond. And then you let them respond. You don't make them respond. Now, you might have to pick up on the rain and help them kind of find that. You might have to bump a little bit. But like I said, don't be a jerk. <clears throat> and uh, that just, like I said, that goes across the board. Think about that, whether you're on the ground or in the saddle, picking up on them reins. Try to be smooth, okay? Give and, them a chance yeah. to respond. Because sometimes you guys just yank. Yep, yep. <laughs> and the mule doesn't even have a chance to learn how to be soft. And that's how they kind of become... Yeah. It's so important. Uh, I can't stress that one. Now that one, guys, you got to be willing to ruin a few before you get that one good because that one just takes practice. You just, you got to practice that. And that's all, that's all there is to it. The only I'm not, I'm not good at it. You know, I work at it every day. You know, I'm thinking about that all the time, but I want to build that feel in the mule. So when I slide my hand down that rain, they're looking. So that's something I'm looking for. And that reminded me of another comment I wanted to make. Um, I saw a few people post on the group about, you know, they said, I didn't even have the halter or lead rope on my, my mule, and I went down like I was going to ask them to flex, and they bent their heads back. Missing the point on that. I want them to follow the feel, okay? I don't do any of these things. You guys know me. I don't do any of these things for tricks. So if, if I went down that rain and my mule goes like this, that is false flexion. That is not correct. I want them to feel and look for what I'm applying. Does that make sense? 
Because there are some moves. Give me some thumbs up if that makes sense to you. Yeah, there's some moves where they can't be bent all the way. Or yeah. They're going to not be able to do it. Yep. I want them to follow that feel. I don't want them just to be like, oh, all right, I got it. That's not what I'm looking for. So hopefully, I hope that makes sense. Does it make sense to you? Well, look, there's thumbs. Oh, there it makes sense to somebody. Oh, good. Okay. There's somebody pushing buttons. That's what I'm trying. I've been thinking about that all week. Okay, I have a quick one. Let's take one more question. Well, I have a quick one, and then, <clears throat> and then I'll. Um, so, um, Darlin, Wallace, I'm not sure. Anyway, um, they said, is there a video I can buy with the checklist? So I have a little video, a little Mule Tip Tuesday. Actually. It's free. It's not. You don't have to buy it. <laughs> yeah, but I have a video where Ty's listing the checklist. Um, but we have our regular DVDs. We have our groundwork DVD air in the saddle and all those. It shows all the things we all, do. It has all the moves, but it's not like Ty doesn't say checklist number one. It goes all, our DVDs cover all the, the basic moves up to a, a beginner to intermediate checklist. We're working. We've got stuff in the works for intermediate to advanced checklist stuff. We're working on that right now, making that happen for you guys. But everything up to the beginner intermediate level checklist, things like Rolling the hind, rolling the front, you know, soft feel, stop back, transitions, riding on course on loose rein, all those things, they're they're on there. So Yeah, if you do want to see just Ty listing the checklist, you can type in the search yep. bar, Mule Tip Tuesday, all one word, and checklist, and yep. it'll bring up. Okay, and then another short one was Darcy asked, if we're coming to Canada. Yep, we are coming to we Canada. We are. Yep, we're got, we got two in Canada. We got, uh, what do we got, the... Up in Red Deer, uh, Alberta, and in Waynefleet, Ohio. Waynefleet, Ohio. Is almost Or not Ohio. I'm saying no, Ohio. Ohio. Ontario. <laughs> Waynefleet, Ontario. Uh, that is almost full. There's only a couple spots left in the foundation, only a couple spots left in Mulemanship 1. Oh, so any of my Canadian friends up there in Ontario, you want to come to that clinic, get her done. So Three left in foundation, yep. two left in Mulemanship 1. Okay. Well, guys, it's been another good Mule Tip Tuesday. I hope you guys are enjoying these live videos. Sky and I enjoy making them. If you have suggestions on topics you'd like us to, to talk about, if you have questions, be sure to send, us, send them in. We're happy to answer, happy to talk about it. But uh, thank you guys so much for watching. We sure appreciate you. It's been just a <laughs> blessing to, to do this. We're looking forward to hitting the road again here in two weeks. Getting back out there doing clinics and visit with you guys and riding some good mules. So God bless you and we'll see you next time. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Everyday Mulemanship. If you could do me a favor, tell your friends about this podcast. I sure appreciate it. Leave us a five-star review and, and tell us what you think. God bless you. See you down the road.